Hi, this is Rob Beardsley with Lone Star Capital. I wanted to make a quick video talking about the recent webinar we hosted about our trade tracker. So the trade tracker is a new tool that we've implemented to keep track of all the deal flow that we're underwriting. So obviously we see a lot of deals, some of them we don't underwrite, some of them we dive right in and do a full underwriting and that includes rent and sales comps, putting together a preliminary capex budget and essentially factoring all that together into our underwriting model to produce a projected return and then we essentially determine an appropriate price for the deal that will correspond to the return hurdle that we're seeking based on the deal and risk profile of the asset and its location. And so there's a lot of data that's being created through that underwriting process. And so we've decided we're keeping track of that data through our trade tracker spreadsheet. So each row of data is its own underwritten deal. In this analysis, we're keeping track of the going in cap rate, the stabilized yield on cost, the unlevered IRR, levered IRR, the CapEx budget, and our projected exit cap rate, right? Because that's a very important metric to help determine the return. And also what that does is it helps us compare our yield on cost for the deal to the projected exit cap rate. For example, if we're, let's say, solving for a 6% yield on cost and our exit cap rate's 5.5%, then we know that we're getting a direct spread there or development spread of 50 basis points, which may or may not be good based on the location and the risk profile of the deal. So that type of data really helps. A couple other really big things about the trade tracker that I think make it a very valuable tool are, one is it enhances investor credibility. So when speaking with investors, we're able to mention all the deals that we're tracking. We no longer just bring them up anecdotally, we can actually explicitly bring up this real data that we're collecting and use that to help justify, support, defend the numbers that we're using in our pro formas and our business plans. I think it's a real big investor credibility booster and it shows investors that you really are in the market, you're knowledgeable of the market, and you're putting in the work to stay on top of deal flow. The other thing that I think is really important about the trade tracker and it gives an advantage on is the ability to understand and act in response to the market. Rather than being a tone-deaf absolute investor and saying, well, the return that I want is 15% or the return that I want is 20%, we are actually underwriting deal after deal and we're able to see that based on the pricing guidance or the price that these deals eventually trade for, we're able to see what that return is on average. So if we just plug in the asking price for the deal and we get a certain return, let's say on average that return is 10% net IRR. So we know that if you just buy an average deal, you know, you talk to a broker and the next deal they show you, you just buy it at the price, it's gonna be, let's just say, roughly a 10% net IRR. We don't wanna be investing in average deals, obviously, so we need to build that data and see what is truly a top five or top 1% deal that makes it special. And that right number might be a 14% net IRR, might be 15, 18, and it varies obviously based on the risk profile. We're demanding a higher return for a riskier location, asset, or business plan. Those factors help us more accurately and confidently price a deal and know that we have a good deal in our hands, right? And also another thing about that is it's a, it's a relative metric. So my 10% net IRR may differ from yours because of the way we underwrite or the spreadsheets that we're using. So we might be more or less conservative, but the key is consistency. And so we're putting all this data through our consistent underwriting practice, and that helps us understand the data better and know confidently, oh, this deal is actually a true 
top 1% deal, and this is what we're gonna chase after. Going back to the data, I wanted to just also highlight the fact that we're keeping track of the pricing guidance, and then the price that actually we are, are bidding at or that we think is an appropriate price based on our return hurdle. And then finally, the eventual sales price of the asset. And so that, those three data points there. So we see whisper price, our price, and then the eventual trade. So anecdotally, something we're seeing is a lot of deals just based on competition are actually trading above whisper. So especially a fully marketed deal with a best and final process, It'll start out with, let's say, a $20 million whisper price, have a call for offer, and then go through a couple rounds of best and final, or at least one round, and then end up at 21 or 21 and a half million when it's all said and done. And I think that is a bit unique for right now because we typically were able to, you know, bid below the guidance price and then get into best and final and then kind of see where we end up. But now it really is the case that if you're not able to come in strong, confidently, at the guidance price, it really just doesn't even make sense to bother going into the best and final because you know you're gonna be outbid. So that's something that we're seeing and we're able to not just say that anecdotally anymore, but we can actually back it up with the data that we're collecting, which I think is very valuable. So that pretty much wraps up my thoughts. I think this is a, a very valuable tool and if you aren't currently doing this, keeping track of this data in your acquisitions efforts, I, I highly recommend it. I think it'll help you excel and, and find the next deal. Thanks for watching.